0: Welcome, all you good movie buddies, to the Popcorn Diet, a podcast for those who live on a steady diet of movie, theater, popcorn, and other snacks such as uh, sort of poison champagne, which is, it's 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 dangerous sometimes. It's out there. As always, my name is Rick Williamson, your very best good movie buddy, and joining us today, we have a very two very special guests here. We have uh, Alexandra Feld and Kevin Brewer, who... I grew up with we, we we've known each other for very long time so long that I I don't I couldn't even remember where it started. <laughs> but they're also I, Alex is the star producer, co-creator and Kevin is the costume designer, curator, whatever of uh, the, the new movie Killer Kate, which is an independent movie. It's out on VOD right now as you are listening. Uh, it had its premiere this past weekend. And uh, I got to see it. I'm going to go to the theater premiere as well. Um, But thank you guys so much for being on here.
1: Thank you for having us. Of
0: course. Um, And this is super exciting because we and you're going to hear me say we talked about this before the podcast a couple times, (laughs) Um, but we did talk about this before the podcast, and it's it's really cool seeing people who we I grew up with and who we grew up with who share similar passions who just kind of there's a point where it diverged. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I talked about going to film school. Did you go to school? For I, I went this? to school
1: briefly for theater. And okay. then, you know, why spend the money going to school? Yeah. For the my my <laughs> degree in
0: filmmaking really doesn't matter. But well, that's,
1: the, you know, there are <laughs> positives for sure that you can come out of it. You know, like my husband went to film school who directed Killer Kate, Sure, And he is technically one of the most, you know, incredible people I work with just because he had his school was really heavy on the. He can, do, he can do everyone's job on set, which Good. is great.
0: Good. The lenses, yeah. the angles, oh, the, yeah. the blocking, all that stuff. And that's the stuff that I sucked at. Yeah, yeah. I went to primarily learn. I knew I wanted to write screenplays, but I didn't know the structure. Yeah. So once I got that down, cool. Everything yeah. else is gravy.
1: <laughs> Checked out of the rest of it. Yeah, pretty much.
0: <laughs> so before we get started in like the actual talking about the film and stuff, I wanted to ask, we'll start with Alex and then we'll go to Kevin. What's your favorite movie all time?
1: Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um it's such a challenging question, isn't it? You know, <laughs> it especially as a true movie fan, it's like, well, give me a genre, give sure. me, <laughs> give me a year, mm-hmm. uh, but I have to say, Moulin Rouge, by excellent. Lerman. That is my my all time fave. Gorgeous. Yes, it is beautiful. It's a, you know, I'm a musical theater nerd, mm-hmm. and and I love theater, and he's mm-hmm. so theatrical. So
0: excellent, Moulin Rouge. Yeah. I love it. Kevin, um, favorite movie.
2: Oh, this is so hard. Um, I'm going to give you two, can I? Perfect. Yes, I often
0: okay. am unable to do one thing properly on this podcast, so two is perfect.
2: Okay, because I'll go like light and dark. Okay. Um, SLC Punk. Okay. Oh, okay. Deep cut. I like it. Yes. And then Breakfast at Tiffany's.
1: Okay. Excellent. Fluffy. <laughs> I also could also do- pretty dark though breakfast at yeah, tiffany's is. is surprisingly heavy it's yes. heavy it yeah. hasn't aged p-
0: particularly book. well no <laughs> um man but- i could do an entire podcast just like digging down into why slc punk <laughs> is on that list <laughs>
1: that's a good one
0: um but th- i think that that's an important question that's one of the things that we try to do here at the popcorn diet is that there is no like whatever your favorite movie is is the correct answer Totally. And it's and it's really hard sometimes. And you've probably seen it, Alex and Kevin, if you if you spend any time at all on film Twitter or on the online film community where people just shit on everybody because it's oh, you like you like Moulin Rouge. Oh, it's dumb. Or you like SLC Punk. Oh, it's dumb. Like it doesn't matter. So I I love those answers because they're different answers. They're unique answers and they're very specific to you. So let's just start at the beginning musical theater went to school for a little bit kevin what did you go to school for did you go to school for
2: i went to school for fashion design okay um and then i just kept changing my mind the <sighs> program that i was in was not my favorite and so then i went for photography okay and then i went um i changed to writing okay so i was going for Such a liberal the of arts a, degree. of an artist right yeah, yeah. And, and then finding
0: I, the medium. Yes. Right. And then
2: I ran away from school and I was like, I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to work. <laughs> yeah. So, yep. Yeah.
0: I feel you on that one. That's really cool. So how I don't it's up to you on how far back you want to go. But yeah. I, my big thing was, how did the road to Killer Kate get started? Like, how did that come about? I heard that you and Elliot um, met each other again. I think it was again. Yeah. At Valley Art. And that's where this was, I believe your words were rekindled. So that goes far back, but yeah. but specifically about Killer Kate, like how did that, how did we get there?
1: Yeah. So I, well, Elliot, I'm married to the director. Right. Um, he and I went to high school together for senior year at New School for the Arts here in Tempe, Okay, Um, and then kind of lost touch. We weren't romantically involved at all in high school, lost touch, but I happened to be in town when he was screening his first feature film that he produced, General Education, um, at Harkins Valley Art on Mill. So I just happened to go see that, and long story short, two and a half months later, we were engaged and married a year after that, and I was living in L.A., And so it was all very fast and very, very meant to be. And we're both really passionate about film and the industry. So one thing that um, I kind of think what brought Killer Kate to fruition was that we wanted a vehicle for myself to star in and Elliot to direct. Um, That was something that was content that we really liked. You know, it's there's so much garbage out there that I was auditioning for and. And I finally stepped back and I was like, I need to, I need to diversify. I need to not just be acting so I can actually create content that I care about. Right. So I took four years off to kind of learn from the ground up producing, um, which that's what I do full time. I'm a commercial producer. So is was Elliot. So, um, killer Kate's kind of my, my segue back into acting. So, so he and Daniel Moya, the co-writer, um, wrote Killer Kate you know it's the horror genre lends itself so well to low budgets and unknown talent right. so that's kind of how that all started
0: very much so and yeah. we were talking about I was talking about that with a few people at the we were at a Halloween party last night and I was talking about that with a few people and how horror genre is not only lends itself well to low budget but it lends itself well to being profitable oh you know, totally you can make you can make a really good horror movie for um, I mean, for nothing, for literally nothing. Yeah. Um, As long as you've
1: got a good script. I think that's really where it rests. Exactly. You know,
0: exactly. And so that's was kind of my second question was, was, was this always intended as like a a partner project? You and Elliot are married, obviously. Mm -hmm. And so it sounds like that where it was just like, let's just do it ourselves. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Elliot was a partners in another production company um, that he he owned with a couple guys he went to film school with. They did two movies that Elliot produced. Um, but eventually we kind of all started to to they went separate ways a little bit. I wanted to leave my job managing restaurants because I was it was not creatively fulfilling. No. Um, so we kind of stepped away from those other ventures in life and formed our own production company Feld films that um Elliot's brother David Feld also owns with us and the goal was we're a commercial production company but the goal was to that's kind of how we make the money and and that that would eventually fund our first feature Sure, one for Um, them one for us exactly as they do yeah 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 so um So we were actually in development last year. Let's see. We shot Killer Kate November of 2017. We were in development the first half of the year for an entirely other kind of horror thriller suspense, like post-apocalyptic real vampire kind of one woman cabin in the snow it's it's such a good script and we love it and it's such a juicy role i can't wait to come back to it but um end of last summer we were kind of like this is way bigger than what we want it to be and we don't want to sacrifice the quality just because we want to make a movie you know so we shelved that and um daniel and Elliot we kind of brainstormed kind of concept and what, what we might want to get out of it and what our resources were. And killer Kate came out of that and they, man, they threw that together in about two months and we did not budge our production date. We were like, we know we're going to shoot a movie November. There was never a doubt in my mind that it would get done. Once we decided we were going to do it, we just, we did it. Excellent. You That's know?
0: really fun. So <sighs> there are a lot, I think my favorite part about this film is the humor. I, I, when I was doing um, my screenwriting, I have a script that is a slasher movie script. Yeah. Um, that I really tried to. I think humor and horror go really, really well together. Absolutely. I, th- I think you see in the theaters. I mean, even if you go to a theater now, pay attention. Like a lot of comedies play horror trailers at the beginning um, yeah. because it, it, it's a visceral reaction. You know, be mm-hmm. laughing and being scared. Um, and I have always found that that marriage of the two to be Hard to do, number one, but also, like, it, it fits really well. Yeah, um, And so I like that. So I really enjoyed the script. I thought it was really unique. I thought we are going to talk a little bit about spoilers, so Killer Kate is out. Go watch it before you listen any further. But, like, even, like, going so far as to, like, the motivation, mm-hmm. I was just like, that's so goofy and weird, but I also, like, I, I, I believe it. Yeah, like, yeah. I bought it. Um, that like frame ultimately like rigging the uh, um, the, the what is it? The Airbnb, essentially. Oh, yeah, LA yeah exactly. Uh, it was, I just found that really funny and something that a crazy old bastard would do. Um, and I really enjoyed that. So, before we get kind of further into it. Um, talk about your character and then Kevin, we'll bring Kevin in. Kevin, Kevin has done a lot of work behind the scenes, but I want to get into the character a little bit yeah. before we get into the production. So, so talk, talk about Kate, yeah. like pitch it. I've seen it obviously, sure. but, but to you. Cool. Like who is Kate?
1: Yeah. One thing I want to say real quick that actually I haven't talked about at all. Cause you kind of mentioned this with the Airbnb thing and it's kind of topical and very sure. current, but kind of an inspiration for this that we, I have. Totally forgot about was that um, we we were really shocked that there wasn't a horror movie about like Ubers or Lyfts or sure. you know that whole kind of thing, and we thought um, there. I don't know if you've heard about this, but certain cities are like hotels are up in arms because Airbnbs are taking their business. So right. They're closing Airbnb yeah. down, which is so crazy. So that was kind of the inspiration for, for this. Absolutely. As, like real
0: world. Taxi um... cabs and, and Uber as well. Like oh, yeah. I've seen I saw literally because I travel a lot for my real person job. I saw literally a cab driver and an Uber driver almost get into it. It's crazy shit. So it's actually like a legitimate. This could kind of happen. Yeah. Kind of thing. So I, I did enjoy that. I did yeah. absolutely see that. It's a really good point, actually. Um, I mean,
1: it's it's entirely heightened and ridiculous. Well, of course yeah, it, it all <laughs> is like, yeah, who yeah. would really yeah.
0: do that, you know? But still, um, it's such an interesting concept of the un like the unknown. Like there's right. a there's an idea of you're renting a house from a total stranger who has to pass the bare minimum of an investigation or a background check, if at all. Right. Or you're entering the car of a complete stranger like how is there not 17 horror films about that right. that's a really good point i didn't think about i'm that sh- i'm
1: sure we're gonna start seeing it during filming there actually was and it's horrific th- there actually was like a murder at an airbnb and we were In like, like oh australia my- well you've done it oh my gosh yeah. you know <laughs> on one hand this is terrible
0: on the other hand this is potentially great for press <laughs> um so that's that's terrible uh, i know it's- i'll be the one to say that i'll let i'll let you uh, absolve yourself of that thought um so Kate anyway so Kate yeah let's talk about let's talk about Kate because the characters in this
1: film I think are the best part thank you yeah that was really important to us obviously it's a horror comedy so we wanted it to be kind of silly but but first and foremost I think you have to care about the characters and so you kind of get that a little bit in the first really the first half of the movie you get to sit with these people get to know the sisters and then kind of the bad guy family they were a little bit we were more okay with them being Quirky, off the wall, but but Kate's family and that sister relationship—you have to know where it's coming from. We didn't want to just dive into gore for no reason. Absolutely. Um, so it's our our the genre of the movie really—it's hard to pinpoint. You know, a little bit. It's a horror comedy, but it's also like part family drama, part um, suspense thriller, part parody. You know, um, but I. I love Kate, and she's got a really interesting arc because I think she's really this strong character who's you know stayed at home and maybe is upset with her sister when she should be really looking at herself and her choices a little bit more. But she's taking care of her father, so she's this strong character. But not until the end does I I think she actually realize how strong she is. Sure. And, um, and she does it all for her sister. So I think I think that was a really interesting character and. We definitely, with all the women in the movie, um, it's not what you typically see in a horror movie. You know, the way that that these girls behave or look or, you know, we don't have a lot of, we skip those tropes that you kind of see. Yeah, well, they kind of broke down. I mean, just
0: from from like, obviously I'm as I say many times on this podcast, straight white male perspective. Yeah, so yeah. for whatever grain of salt you want to apply to that, um, it was fun just to see, because I think that comedies and horrors are more, more effective if you care about these characters, yeah. if you spend time with them, um, because then when they do start dying, it matters a little bit. Right. Um, and so like, like the Abby's character, Mel yes. loved her so character great. because I know people who talk like that yes. and that's very real. Yeah. Um, and Jimmy, Grant's character, Jimmy, is the like was He's uh, the best was my favorite. Yes. Um And it's so such an odd choice and odd in a good way. Sometimes people say odd and they're like, I don't get it. But it's such an odd choice in a good way to have essentially this neurotic who in any other movie. It's basically like Cameron taking Cameron from Ferris Bueller and making him a bad guy. That's a great comparison. I'm a killer,
2: I'm a killer. Yeah, um, exactly. And yourself. And
0: that was that was something. Before we get into that and talking about the inspiration and stuff like that, Kevin, obviously this this is a. I mean, this is a not only is a partner film. Obviously, you and Elliot put this together, but very much a family film. It was in terms yeah. of not every family should see it together, um, despite <laughs> like, the tagline. <laughs> probably don't bring your kids. Probably uh, not. Depend depending, um, but Kevin is. You did the costume work on this, mm-hmm. and you talked a lot about the Production and being a part of that, so talk a little bit about that and how you got involved. I can't imagine it was that hard. I can't, it's like, hey, can you costume? Sure,
2: yeah, basically. But, but
0: talk yeah. about that a little bit and talk about your experience kind of ramping up into the production and whatnot,
2: right? Um, so I was living in Houston, Texas, and they sent me the script. Um, and I was originally just going to come for the amount of time that we were filming and then go back to Texas. And it was just like timing is everything kind of thing. And I packed up all of my stuff and shipped it to LA and (laughs) I was like, I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna jump and I'm gonna try to do this as like my career. Sure. And so because you do have a background in styling, obviously, yeah, this isn't your first experience. Right. Right. Um, but I knew that that's just what I've always wanted to do. And so I moved to L.A. and um, I loved the script. Like whenever I read something, I just imagine you know, who that character is and what they would look like or what they would wear. Right. Um, and so just putting the looks together for each girl was really fun. Obviously, like Mel, I wanted her to be like more grungy. And Sarah, sunny Sarah, I put her in yellow. Mm-hmm. I picked like these different tones for each personality type. Um, and it was pretty easy for you. I it was like you really. Did yeah, so it, yeah. so for horror, you have to think, okay, who's gonna die?
0: Right, and this, this is interesting. I wanted to touch yeah. on yes. this because I, it's obvious, but I haven't thought about this. So, yeah. what is the difference between costuming something normal, yeah. <laughs> normal yeah. Yeah. versus a horror movie with with violence and whatnot? Big, big challenges, obviously, right?
2: Yes, and working with a tight budget. Right? Oh my gosh! Oh yeah. 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 So. Am I allowed to disclose the budget for costumes? No, but okay. <laughs> small, small. It was me- very, very small. S- small, medium, large. Yeah, less yes. than small. Right, <laughs> and so we had twelve characters, and so I said, okay, how many characters do we have to kill off? And you have to get duplicates for right. all of those. Mm-hmm. And when you shoot a film, you don't shoot in order, so everything is just kind of out of out of order. So some people we killed off before we even saw them their introduction exactly so i just had to there's so much planning that goes with that and um i mean it was so fun though i love doing the horror stuff i love making people bloody um continuity is like massive and i had no idea like i'd never had to do that before right Mm -hmm. and so i really and you had to work so closely with the makeup department special effects
1: and you know yeah production designer because Mm -hmm. everyone's got to be I mean always on the same page but especially when you're working on you know we shot the movie in 10 days so 10 days tight that's really good Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah so everyone you know the the amount of script breaking down that they had to do together to to make it all work was yeah. impressive
0: and obviously yeah. this is a this is a micro budget film like I actually yeah. did and we don't we won't like talk actual numbers but I did research on the levels I was just wanted to double check it's like what are the levels of like quote unquote budgets yeah yeah and this is this was is' a small ass budget yeah yeah and I think that you really got your money's worth for a yeah. lot of this stuff um but one of my big like did, did you guys have a big enough budget to have even have a script supervisor
1: we didn't have a script super supervisor per se, but Daniel Moya, uh, the co writer, mm-hmm. he kind of did that job on sure. set. He was you gotta always wear a lot of hats. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was always on monitor, making notes, sure keep calling us out on things. And and for yeah.
0: those for those listening who, who don't know the parlance and, and didn't go to film school or, or any type of that, a script supervisor's main job is to maintain continuity. Mm-hmm. It's their main job to, you know, take a Polaroid of somebody's uh the dirt on their face, the, the cuts on their whatever. Every everything how what shirt they're wearing jacket are wearing that's a script supervisor's job because as you said films are not shot oftentimes films are not shot in order right and so you have to when you're editing it together and you take one scene that was shot on day 1 and then cut and it's literally a different angle of the same scene but you shot it on day 8 you got to make sure that that blood matches you got to make sure that everything that they do their hair matches and everything like that so on a small budget i can only imagine um when we were shooting when i was back um at school and we were shooting our our thesis project uh, we had the ent- i had the entire class so i had 30 people wow which was really nice um That's awesome. but that that entire experience also turned me off to directing it was just like this is <laughs> a nightmare yeah yeah um and i kind of wanted to go back and talk about the story a little bit which you touched on but one of my favorite parts about when I was in film school, it was just so interesting because everybody was up their own ass a little bit.
1: Yep. <laughs> um
0: And I got to imagine that d- that doesn't change very often in L.A., but everybody's scripts for their film projects is everybody writes a 10 page script, 10 minute short film. Yep. And everybody was writing about suicide and depression <laughs> and this is tough and this is dark. And I wrote a goofy comedy about a love story between a guy and his big gulp and huh. oh <laughs> I love that and That's great <laughs> and what I loved about this the reason I bring that up is because yeah. what I loved about this film is that it it doesn't try to be important and I don't mean that in a demeaning type of way but there yeah. isn't a giant message this isn't a heavy film by any means it's fun it's light um, and so I kind of wanted to go back to that and be like what was the inspiration for that what was the desire to make this movie you mentioned yeah. budget and you mentioned how this would i think i mean from watching it, i'm like this is a stepping stone mm-hmm. like this is a this is a it's a brick in the road so to speak
1: absolutely yeah
0: but can you talk a little bit more about that in terms of like inspiration in terms of because you could have done anything you could have done sure. a comedy you could have done whatever yeah um but why this film why this story why this particular uh combination of items yeah on this
1: um, well, Elliot, lo- I mean, Elliot loves like old John Carpenter, Sam Raimi, that that There's kind of. There's a lot learned. of that in this movie that yeah. i want to
0: touch on too. Yeah,
1: so that was a huge inspiration. Obviously, we knew we wanted to kind of stick in that horror world. Um, Elliot's previous two movies were comedies, um, which he wrote on and produced, but it wasn't like his 100% his style of gotcha. comedy. Um, and I think no matter what, like we kind of talked about earlier is no matter what genre it is, comedy is so important for balancing out whatever that is, whether it's horror or drama, because there's always comedy in tragedy or any of that. So, um, and that also in horror, it's so great because it lightens the mood when you have them feeling comfortable and whatever, and then you hit them with something crazy, you know? Exactly. Um, so, so those were kind of the big inspirations there. Um I mean Elliot's one of his first films when he was in high school is called Little Big Bird and it's about this pup this puppet toy Big Bird who is a murderer. And it oh is Oh my gosh it <laughs> is Freaking okay. hilarious. So he, he won a few awards for that one. And so I think that he'll always have like a touch of that. Like you're that big gulp thing. I was like, I need to see that. We got We got to watch that. Oh,
0: my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to have to dig it out of the archives. That was a six that turned into a 16 hour shoot because we shot it outdoors. And, yeah. and I didn't prepare for like, oh, the sun. <laughs> yep.
1: That's <laughs> like, a thing. That's... Like the
0: sun is a thing. Yeah. And when you're shooting on film, which we were shooting on film um, at the time, like we had to set up. We ended up having to go back to the storage and get a 20-foot scrim to oh, put yeah. up to block the sun. Yep. And that first scene took us four hours to shoot. I'm like, this is a nightmare. This is. <laughs> By the time it was done, I self-edited it. I self I did everything on it. I'm like, I just want to get it done. I oh, want to get it out. So it is not good. But it was also really great learning I've experience. Well,
1: exactly. That's yeah. what they all are, you know. And I'm such film, a so.
0: perfectionist. And so that's an interesting question as well. Um, and, you know, obviously, you know, Elliot, and you can speak to yourself and you guys can speak to yourself. But but is that is that a hard thing to overcome? Like is because for me, it was really hard to be if I am editing it. Yeah. And I do see that there's a line of blood that's off. Right. How hard is that? How 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 hard is that to get over? At at, at some point, you just have to say, this is what we got. We well, got right? to pick your
1: battles for sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say that. Elliot is really great at that I've gotten better at because of him is that he can really step back from a project and look at it objectively which is very hard especially for an artist you know um but he kind of looks at things a little bit more with a production mind and as did I have to on this you know so I had to kind of remove myself from a lot of it and say what's best for the project overall and let's not like focus on myself for those little things and like what do we have time and money to fix and what doesn't matter and you know right so you know everything from writing the script because we did it so fast is that it was like sending drafts out taking notes and he takes notes so well you know we can have that conversation and you know duke it out a little bit about what's important and he can actually look at it and say okay it doesn't hurt his feelings to be like hey that line kind of sucks or I wouldn't say that or Mel wouldn't say this and they're like okay great let's figure out you know so there wasn't a lot of time wasted and that is a really important way to work and of course surrounding yourself with people that you trust, you know, sure. like, like our first AD who, I mean, we couldn't have done the movie without it, him, Dan ringy. He kept us on schedule and he also directs. And so Elliot trusted him so much that he was like, Hey, we don't have time for those two shots. How about combining it into this? And Elliot's like, great, done, go, you know, or the DP's like, Hey, I want to set up this extra light. And Elliot's like, you got to make it work. Cause we don't have the time. And he's like, great. Cool. cool. So there was no that is so key is just like w- trusting the people that you right. work with. No ego. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like no a, ego. Especially on, on
0: a 10 on a 10 day shoot for a micro budget film yeah. like you can't afford to have that ego. No, no. And literally. So, literally. Totally. Yeah.
1: And also just uh, putting making sure that you're com a team of people who think differently than you do so you have so many different opinions you know like daniel the co-writer and elliot have such different movie taste but i think that really aided them in creating the script that they they did because they respect each other and they they don't waste time with the ego thing
0: definitely and i think a big i think i you've had to have heard this before but it's an it's the age-old adage is that um you know the art becomes better because the difficulties are bigger. Yeah, um, yeah. That when you see, and this is common, where you see suddenly people who started out as independent, you know, filmmakers, they get snatched up by a big studio, they get given a hundred million dollars, and they have no issues. Yeah. And their art is lesser for it because of it. So I really do believe in that passion comes across when you don't have the money to fix everything and anything totally. Um, And that's really important. And kind of along that lines, I want to start with Kevin here, but I want to know two things. I want to know favorite funniest best part of the process, whether it be pre-production production, production, post-production, whatever. And also the hardest part. I, I, I love to hear about difficulties as well. So we'll start with you on that. Like what was your favorite part of all this? Any particular memory or anything like that?
2: I mean, definitely working with our whole family. It was totally it m- made it feel like it was just a seamless production. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So our parents were on it. Um, our mom was production design. And then our dad was, He was up. our director art director our and he Justin. did our drone footage yeah, as well drone photography and then our brother Justin was
1: prop master and you know my father-in-law is, was part of our Feld Films company he's right. accounting and uh, our executive producer on this and it made it such I mean you're right it was like a movie about family by family and so when we brought all this other crew in and all the talent it just felt like it was like a very comfortable environment to be bigger yeah it was it was super cool i agree for sure my favorite parts that's funny to
0: hear because i because the house felt like like a mom hung shit up in that house so yes it's nice to know that that is accurate yeah
2: so the funny thing is when i moved to la um, that house is actually the house that I lived in. Oh, really? So the Killer Kate murder house <laughs> yeah. was my home. Perfect. Was your, was your Airbnb? Yeah, it was. It's
1: my best friend's Stephanie. house. So I was. That was another huge. We called in a lot of favors on this movie. Got to. So, oh yeah. Got to. Absolutely. Um, so so we got we shot six days in that house and they they brought so much to it. They also work in the industry, which okay. was. Is both a help in their case. Sometimes like I work in the industry and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'd want people coming in to shoot in my house because right. I, I know what happens. But yeah. <laughs> um, but they were so generous and awesome. And and so that was super fun. good. Yeah, good.
0: Excellent. OK, hardest then, part, hardest like shittiest part. literal like this sucks. I'm angry like there is a, there's got to be a moment like one moment. Just let it out. The
2: only thing was having to do receipts at the end of this. It's <laughs> <That's> my <laughs> least organization. favorite part. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, I mean, I think it was hard to wait for the movie to come out. Sure. I was so excited, and we all had just worked so hard, and I mean, it was a quick turnaround, but still. Where do you get also. that many
0: ski masks?
2: because um, you had to have at least a few. Thank right? you, Amazon. Shout right? out, yeah.
0: Amazon, how? Yeah. So, <laughs> That's actually a really good point. Amazon's made my life easier just in putting together my Halloween costumes. Mm-hmm. Literally, the last two years, three, two years worth of costumes have been almost exclusively made from Amazon bought products. Yep. So, does that make life easier? You don't it have does. to go scour you know, the, the retail shops and whatnot. Right.
2: Yeah, I did for the clothing, but well, I mean yeah. like the ski masks and Kate's necklace came from Amazon, <laughs> a whole bunch Those of little things. things. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice.
0: Yeah. All right. So as a producer, yeah, I feel like you have a, a maybe slightly wider, uh, uh, I don't know what the word is, um, amount of opportunity to pull from in terms yeah. of you are at the top. Yeah, of this of this mountain and you and everything else fell down, you know, ultimately under you. So, f- favorite part of the production, funniest part. Um I mean, I mean, you're shooting nights. Some of these you're shooting nights, and you're out there, and you're dealing with a scene where you know Jimmy's bleeding on the freaking ground, and, yeah, and or like spitting up on you or whatever. Like, there's got to be some some cool shit. Oh that's yeah, that's going to be forever etched in your memory, right? Totally. So what's give me give me if you have a couple, yeah, like yeah. pull out a couple of
2: those.
1: Well, of course, working with our family was like that feels like a dream come true. Like our whole life and working together in community theater energy. has really been leading up to that for moment. Sure. Everyone like pulled out all the stops, and it was really impressive to see what everyone could do together in in such a short time frame. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've been this movies has been a part of my life for a little over a year now which is relatively quick turnaround for a film of course but um and I'm probably kind of looking through rose-colored glasses on the whole thing because it was a kind of a dreamy experience for sure but um you know producing an indie film is is challenging you know you only have so much money so we you know we developed the the script we got financing for that you know that was all really challenging and such a Cool, cool learning experience um, for sure. And then, you know, the day to day on set about splitting my my actor self and my producer self, mm-hmm. and being able to just trust, you know, David, my my brother in law, and say, "You got it." I need I don't even have to worry about it, which is easy because he's so good at his job. We've worked together for three years in the commercial world, so that was that was great. But initially, we walked into it and and had said when we start production Elliot's just the director and and I'm just the actress. Okay. Forget about it. Yeah. 2 days in I was like I can't I can't do that. <laughs> I need to like I like to be part of it. For I sure. like to you know this is kind of our baby and we I can't just be a part of it for pre-production and then step away. Right. Um that being said I know it's not for everybody. It it is hard to be able, especially if you're like kind of that method type actor which I'm not. Like sure. I just like turn it on and off cuz that's my job as an actor. Um so it was an interesting experience learning that balance though and knowing oh, when yeah. I just like need to stay in my lane oh, a yeah. little bit, you know? Um so so that was cool. Um and then also challenging because I, you know, I'm in the majority of the movie. Yeah. So there um there was not one day I didn't work. There's a um, few there's
0: like maybe two or three scenes without you yeah. before you enter the scene. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Right. And like the kind of one of the most fun nights was the the sarah and christine scene okay um because i was like oh this is five hours i don't have to you know i can be on on monitor and and watching what's happening and um so that was cool just to be able to actually step back from it and watch this script that we gave notes on and these this talent that we were in the casting room with just kill it literally absolutely <laughs> absolutely i uh, did you guys see *Stars star is born yet i haven't no, which is insane yet. because so, that's like i won't spoil it up my alley, yes. it's amazing
0: yeah um there is a scene in the film where cooper is acting with sam elliott in a car gets out of the car and then it cuts to sam elliott again and i read behind the scenes about how cooper's acting and it's a very emotional scene the whole damn movie is emotional sure <laughs> um but it's a very emotional scene and i read about how cooper does the scene drops this bombshell of a line, shuts the door, and then behind the scenes, just as soon as he's off camera, grabs the monitor to go right into directing. Yeah, and that just blew my mind. And so, I that's kind of I kind of get the same picture of you wearing many hats. Yeah, on that. That's not to compare you to the highest freaking possible mountain we can. Right, right. But you know, yeah. it's it's we're on the same we're all we're all on the same. Ultimately, it's the same goal. Yeah, right. So. Yeah. I do have one other question which is is there anything that you had to lose due to budget like what was the hardest thing if there if anything you know that but you I got to imagine that like you were saying yeah oh, we got we can't do this we got to lose this was there anything that you had to lose anything i don't want to say big mm-hmm. but something that you felt that was important or fun or whatever that you had to lose for budget and if so if you want mm-hmm. i want to know what it is
2: i think we yeah. talked about this with Elliot the other night is that we could have done more like gore stuff
1: oh yeah I mean there definitely was I think in the original script there was there were moments of like more blood and gore and stuff and that it is challenging on a budget you know decent blood is expensive and and it takes time you know there were days where we had to like I started out bloody and then had to clean up and then get bloody again and that takes a lot of time for mm-hmm. sure you know so that was a big one um, <clears throat> other little things like you know we had all of our cars which you know maybe people won't fully notice until second or third viewing <laughs> but they're all like very tailored to each person who drives them okay, like the, I, all, the yeah. Bristman family all has they have these kind of like beat up black vehicles and they're great then they were all like friends who loaned us vehicles some of which didn't work great so certain things like we the opening was supposed to have um uh Terry, Terry <clears throat> drive up the mountain and you see him drive and they started it but the car kept stalling out Oh so no. we okay. ended up having to just his entrance is they got the car enough to drive into the driveway sure. and that's when the, then the then movie died. starts and then it died <laughs> so things like that I think you know we would have loved to get more drone photography but we're just due to time you yeah, can't
0: No.
1: Um, and then probably would have been fun to add additional special effects blood stuff at the same time we are all about practical effects and we did that to the max you know the i think the only um special effects blood that we have or like in post you know is um i don't want to give it away but there, there I couldn't pick it out. If there's it a bat and blood. OK. And it, there's a like splatter on the wall. OK. And we threw that in in post.
0: Interesting. Um, OK. Yeah. And you so. see a lot of people do that in horror movies now is a lot of the blood is done in post simply because of the continuity. Totally. And it's just like I can't match the splatter. There's no real way we're yep. going to do it. We're just going to paint it on the wall. Yeah. So that's super interesting.
1: But everything on the characters was all real. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's a great look.
0: Like, obviously, you guys, uh, you, Elliot, whoever did, who did the, who put together the marketing? Is that all?
1: We had a PR company. Gotcha. So, yeah, Katrina Wan PR. Gotcha. That was, gosh, indie filmmakers, if you can afford to eke out anything for PR, do it. Because that is so helpful. That image
0: of, like, that's an iconic image. That's a, even for a small budget film. The image of you, literally covered in blood, but also not like carry blood. Yeah, it's got its streaks. It's got its splatter. Yeah, there are there are areas where like the mouth smear, but it's just good look.
1: Well, so sorry, I have to pedal back real quick. That's okay. We did all our key art internally, so okay, no other company touched that. Excellent. Um, so we.
0: Cause that's a good poster. That's gonna be on the That's gonna be the podcast image. Oh, nice! Is gonna be that poster because it's a really stark image. I think it's so
1: good. Elliot designed that. We actually so we made the decision to bring on a set photographer about halfway through. Which in retrospect, uh, Tina Thorpe did our photography. We should have had her on all the whole shoot. Sure. Because that material, those set photographs, BTS is invaluable in marketing when you get there. Um, so, so then things don't have to be created from scratch. Right. And that was something I learned, which was helpful Is I will always have a BTS photographer on set. Um, so that was one of the photos that she took randomly. It wasn't even one that we thought we'd use, but Elliot kind of started doing this like retro kind of throwback, um, Cool poster with like all the characters on it, sure. That you see, like Star Wars did it, and gotcha, you know, um, Stranger Things and all that. And it was kind of cool, but it just didn't feel right. We were like, we need to go more with that, like. 80s like Terminator kind of yeah. look to it, you know. One so, person, yeah. a
0: minimalist. Exactly, it's like, good. It look. feels
1: action driven, you know. And then of course the tagline, "Fun for the whole family." You, if you really pay attention to it, you're like, okay, there's something tongue and cheek going on there, right? But it's a great image. So Elliot actually did the poster, and we put together all the key art. So, okay, yeah, I love that. That
0: actually tails to another question of mine, which is why the exclamation point. Cause mm. that's that's it's a touch. That's yeah. an interesting thing. Cause it's not just Killer Kate. It's Killer Kate
1: with yeah. the exclamation yes. point. We went back and forth on that. It was so it was Killer Kate from the beginning with the exclamation point. And okay. we Elliot actually had the title before the script was written. Okay, he was just like, I love it. And we were all at first. I was skeptical. I was like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then he wrote the movie, and I was like, it can't be called anything else. Sure. Like, it has to be Killer Kate. And the exclamation point, I think, is fun. It just sells the title. It just looks like the movie is fun. I know that's not a genre, but that's what it feels like. Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, Movies can be good or bad, and they can still be fun. Totally. We just we did an episode on Venom, and Venom is a terrible movie, but
1: so fun. But it was really fun. fun. Agreed. (laughs) That's such a good point. That's well put. Um, But yeah, and then we also went back and forth about maybe maybe we lose it because it's like it becomes weird in. In search or like blogs and sure. stuff, it's like people might lose it, but it's so part of the title. But at the end, we kept it. I'm so kept glad it. we did.
0: Nice, yeah. nice. So, Kevin, have you been a part of like obviously I've been seeing you do social media for this. I've been seeing you do social media for this. Mm-hmm. Have you been part of the the festival scene at all? How much after the the costume design because costume. That is very much a production role. Have you transitioned to anything post-production? Have you been taking a part in this a little bit? Or have you just been riding the wave and pimping out the family
2: project? (laughs) Um, I've just been blasting it everywhere that I can. I was working on a project in Las Vegas when it came through Vegas. So I was able to go to that um, premiere, which was awesome. Action on Film Yeah. Yeah. But really, I mean, I've just kind of been watching them, you know, Hustle I mean, and inevitably, the we're hustle. family,
1: they're all part of it. You right. know, like we're testing posters out and I'm like, hey, guys,
2: sneak peek, uh-huh, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. We get right. to say yay or nay on quite a bit of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But-
1: it's fun to get their opinions. Oh, yeah, but-
0: I bet. I yeah. bet. So talking about the festival scene, I mean, you guys have mowed through a lot of these festivals. You've won several awards. You won Best Rising Action Star at the Action on Film Festival. It won Best Feature Film at the Chicago Horror Film yeah. Festival. I mean, there's quite a few. New Jersey Horror Con, you got nominated for a bunch of stuff. Uh, the Sholo Film Festival, you won a bunch of stuff. Uh, you were nominated. Um, you, I mean, you. if it's Best Horror Feature, then that goes to you as well as a producer, it does not?
1: Yeah, it does. So. I mean, festivals are definitely like centered around the director. Sure. So, kind the of... creative f- driving yeah. force, if yeah, you will. yeah. So, what's that been yeah. like? What's that whole festival scene been like it's man i'm spoiled by the horror fans because that is like that is another world it reminds me a lot of theater people kind of it's this like (laughs) really tight-knit community who like it or hate it they support you which is really great it's like everyone is so excited about killer kate sure even if they don't like it like it's not for everyone but it still feels like you have that support and it also is like even reviews that are like may skew negative are kind of fun still yeah. you know um, so so that's been really great and Tiffany Shepis, who plays Christine in the movie is like gosh a horror legend you know she's done so much she's been in that world for so long so We, we had a lot to learn from her and she was really supportive, but we kind of, our movie came with built in fans just because she was in it, which is, which is amazing. And Mm -hmm. she was so supportive of the film and she actually hosted New Jersey horror con, um, which is maybe why we didn't win, but, um, but she totally (laughs) pushes it and yeah. Like, would you, wouldn't you rather trade the
0: presents for uh, uh, an award? Oh,
1: totally. I mean, it's just great to be a part of. Absolutely. all of it you know for sure so that's been a lot of fun we didn't get to go to all the festivals but but a good chunk of them and it was I film festivals are great
0: and you brought up a really good point which is that there's a built-in audience for this kind of stuff and that horror films by nature are not like good good yeah um right. they're, they're not held in high regard and that's kind of one of my missions as I was talking with a couple of people at the Halloween Festival or at the Halloween uh, uh party last night about how when it comes to accolades and oscars and things like that like my big social issue not to demean anybody else's but it's like i want to see genres more recognized by organizations like the academy i want to see yeah. action movies get nominated i want to see horror films and comedies and sci-fis get nominated to where you make a film like like a quiet place that that's is what a, i was gonna mention yeah super effective horror film like, that's worthy of, of being recognized. But we're so used to being told that, no, it's got to be a drama or a prestige musical or something, you know. It's uh, so, like a biopic. A, or, a biopic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, a biopic you're in. You yeah. know, somebody has cancer, you're in. Yeah. Somebody's struggling, you're in. Um, so it's cool to see that, and it's cool to see that, like, to me, um, even as a first feature film, it's fun to look at and it's fun to pick out the inspirations. Like, mm-hmm. we were talking we, – Talked about Ferris Bueller for a second, but there's that scene where Jimmy's in his car. It's a it's hilarious. Yeah. Like it's literally uh, I don't laugh out loud a lot, especially when I'm sitting at home watching a movie. I'm very just like, OK, that's funny. Yeah, I laughed. I, I thought that was really funny. And I'm like, that's definitely Ferris Bueller. There's oh, some yeah. love there. Yep. Um Shining the shining. Yeah, there's the, the really good camera work with the axe. Yeah, that is just like I was just like, that's such a dynamic move. From a from a filmmaking standpoint, from a camera action standpoint, it's like that's *The Shining*. Thank you, um, yeah. *Ramy*, lots of *Ramy* following the baseball bat around mm-hmm. in, in, into the head. Yeah, I'm like, that's *Ramy*. So, in the
1: in the shed, all looking at all the tools. all the stuff. Like, yeah. yeah, and so that's really fun picking out those little things um and obviously you know john carpenter we got to talk about that score but johnny hopkins he i was listening to it. it's on spotify and itunes now oh is it yeah i'm gonna grab it then so i was listening to it on the way over and man it stands alone it is a character in the movie it was a great score yeah
0: and and that was actually you kind of picked that up perfectly because that was my next comment which was not only is it a good score but it's cheap score Cause it's since it's all, it's it's all done on since, but that's super popular again. Yeah. Like that's popular. You go back to John Carpenter and him making his own scores with Halloween and escape from New York and literally everything that he did. Mm -hmm. And then nowadays we are getting sort of these nostalgia fueled, um, mashups. Like you look at the guest, Oh, uh, I love that. movie. I love the guest, and yeah. it's a very similar tone in that there's funny stuff, there's scary stuff, there's action stuff, there's a synth score. Yep. Um, your next. Yep. Is another example.
1: Ooh, that one's rough though. I that think, is. I couldn't make it through.
0: It's very rough. Yeah. It's like it kill like the your next is like Killer Kate, but on um, lots of cocaine. On lots of cocaine, <laughs> and like was beaten as a child, and like yeah. there's been, it's been some rough spots. Yeah. Um, but very similar in tone. Um, and the synth score, it follows totally. Like you see a lot of these and it's just, again, it's popular again.
1: Yeah. It's really moody. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really effective yep. in killer Kate. Yeah. And, and John it, played all the instruments, like the, the keys, the yeah. guitar, the bass, he put it all, all together yeah.
0: and a really great throwback score for it. And there are a couple moments where the, there's an establishing shot of like the car driving or whatever, yeah. where the score kicks in. I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm picking up the vibe. Um, so I, I was just, I really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, it, it's, it's so cool to see people making stuff like people that I know making stuff. Yeah. um Thank you. It's exciting. And, and I really enjoyed it. And, uh, and before we wrap up, uh, I want to ask either of you, I'll ask both of you, we we'll start with Kevin again. Like, what do you got coming up? Where can people follow you on social media? Like what's going on in your life? Like, Throw yourself out there, right? Like this opportunity to, to tell the like dozens it. of people who listen to this podcast. Long walks
1: on the beach. And...
0: What's up,
2: YouTube fam? Yeah. Um, so you can find me on Instagram. That's mainly um, the platform that I use. And my handle handle yeah. is Girl Kevin. Girl Kevin. Um, I just finished in Las Vegas on a TV show, um, Seven Days Alive. It comes out next year. Cool. Um, but that was a really long project, so now I've just been picking up commercial stuff, and I am waiting on a film that's coming up here soon that I'm going to be working on. Excellent. So building yeah. the
0: portfolio. Yes. Perfect. But
2: I am going to Hawaii for a week before. So <laughs> a, a little down. That's important. <laughs> yes.
0: That is very important for yeah. for for pleasure, right? Yes. For, not for business, not yet. You
2: nope. Know, Nope. All right. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> cool.
0: Very cool. Alex, obviously you guys have this going on, but this is starting to ramp down. Like yeah. You're in the end game of it, ultimately. Yep. So what's next?
1: Um, so so we're enjoying the theatrical ride. We have, we're in select theaters, uh, New York. We've got two shows coming up here in Tempe, Monday Tuesday night, um, and then Austin, Atlanta, LA. Um, and then we're on all the VOD platforms, so check us out at, at Killer Kate. Uh, movie on Instagram and Twitter, com for all the theaters and all that jazz. Um, I am at Alexandra Feld on Instagram, uh, Life of Alexandra on Twitter. And um, I gotta follow you on Twitter. Yeah, I know. I need to be more active. Twitter's, Twitter's tough. challenging for me. Twitter's tough. You know?
0: Instagram's really great now, Yeah, I feel like you get more engagement with everybody on oh, Instagram.
1: Yeah. I like the pictures, you know. <laughs> exactly. Um, But we're in development on a couple other scripts. Okay. Uh, the Woods, the one that I m- mentioned to you, um, we're kind of reworking that one. We've also got... I'm pushing Elliot. It's kind of like we might not get to it for a while, but I love it. It's kind of a... It, Centers in the world of D anD D, which oh, which I play. So oh shit! Well, new <laughs> podcast. We're gonna start over. This
0: podcast is gonna go for another fifty minutes.
1: So I, that's a really fun character that I would love to dive into, and it's kind of like if D anD D and Jumanji yep. get oh in. Gosh, in the amazing. same world. I'm in. So um, so I can't wait to get to that one. Is one that I'm excited on, and then we also have kind of a modern western that okay. that we. Um, are working on so so a few lessons. things i know i know well, i'm there for all of those great this all sound like a great time <laughs> uh cool. i dabble in dnd
0: i okay. listen to a lot of dnd podcasts um a couple of our coworkers here at the at the real big boy uh job play D. so when i get the time which is rare yeah i'll, I'll i sit in and do that so that's... dude let's
1: do a podcast because elliot plays our composer john plays and oh then his God. brother-in-law plays we do like a we, we call it our uh, secret shame weekend and <laughs> we'll do that every couple of months we get together to do it That's so we, rad. Should, we should get everyone in and chat that's about rad
0: it. I love it well thank you guys so much for taking yeah. the
1: time to thank do this you. I really
0: thank appreciate you. it Killer Kate as you said it's out on VOD right now Killer Kate Feld Films yeah. check it out all those Instagrams that I'm not going to be able to remember no way. Um, and then before we go obviously I want to remind everybody to follow us on Twitter on Facebook on Instagram at the popcorn diet um, I want to remind everybody that you can get this this podcast this exact podcast delivered to you for free every week mostly every week by hitting the subscribe button so hit that subscribe button give us a rating share with your friends we want to grow the good movie buddy community and then of course all of our reviews all of our latest episodes articles Oscar primers everything can be found on popcorn diet but Alex thank you so much for being thank here Thank you, Kevin thank you so much for being here it's you guys are on the good movie buddy list now awesome yeah. um, thank you for having us of course it's been my pleasure and that's that'll do do it so i am rick williamson your very best good movie buddy and we're gonna see you next time with another good movie on the popcorn diet adios later